the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I greet you to start a new week, Bruce Hooley Show. Appreciate your time. A really strange news event over the weekend that um, cast a former Ohio State football player in the national spotlight. We'll talk about that, the latest on the Ohio Senate race. And the wannabe Democratic governor of the state of Ohio would uh, love it if it were the law in our state for the public education system to get its hands on our children even earlier than they get their hands on them now. You are invited to participate in the program, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. You can also send me an email anytime, bruce at 989theanswer.com, bruce at 989theanswer.com. The death of Dwayne Haskins on Saturday morning, uh, very strange, and still... um, 48 hours after the fact, we don't have a ton of details as to how the quarterback who led Ohio State to the Rose Bowl in Urban Meyer's final season and a Rose Bowl victory and who set all kinds of passing records, not just at Ohio State, but in the Big Ten, how he died, except that we know he was hit by a dump truck while either on a freeway or on a limited access road. But he wasn't in a car. He was walking, jogging. He was in South Florida. Dwayne Haskins does not, to my knowledge, live in South Florida. He is from the state of Maryland. And we are in a society where something this odd, this unusual, typically compels deep media investigation and public statements from police and all kinds of things, and we really don't know anything other than Dwayne Haskins was hit by a dump truck, not in a car, and that he tragically died as a result of this. So Ryan Day, the Ohio State football coach, who was Dwayne Haskins' position coach in his uh, record-setting season of 2018, uh, is on campus this morning in a regularly scheduled media availability, and we'll have whatever Coach Day had to say about Dwayne Haskins as that happens. But my thought is, Haskins, I know, was working out with Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks and receivers in South Florida. He was killed at 6.37 a.m. As I said, I've seen it reported limited access highway, and I've also seen it freeway. When I heard freeway, I thought, well, his car broke down and he was going to get help. Then when I saw limited access highway, I thought, well, limited access highway is one of those highways that's alongside a freeway. Typically, there'd be hotels, I would think along a limited access highway. It's a reasonable assumption. And again, I'm just making assumptions. 
Maybe he was in a hotel. Maybe he was going to work out that day. Maybe he was really taking seriously his preparations to try to win the Steeler quarterback job in the aftermath of Ben Roethlisberger's retirement. And Dwayne Haskins, maybe he was out jogging at 6.37 in the morning and got hit by a dump truck while crossing the road or running alongside the road. We just don't know. So it was a story that obviously shocked the country, shocked everyone here because people here, a lot of people here, uh, not just players who played with him, but uh, alumni who were in and around and close to the program knew him. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, a phenomenal college player, struggled as a pro player. And then, of course, we have the, um, <laughs> you know, the the uh, posts of his death, which infuriated many because some of them were some of them were uh, you know inelegantly phrased, and some of them were stupidly phrased. And because Dwayne Haskins was a transformative football player. Uh, the shock of his death, I think, mixed with our bent toward finding fault with everything everyone does, uh, no matter how uh, innocuous the effort to convey the information may have been or no matter how awkward the effort to convey the information may have been, uh, inspired all kinds of outrage. So uh, whatever Coach Day says today at Ohio State, uh, we'll keep you abreast of it because it is a story that a lot of people are talking about and uh, we are in the interesting business here. We talk about what you are interested in, and certainly the death of an Ohio State, a former Ohio State quarterback and an Ohio State great, a Heisman Trophy finalist, a Big Ten MVP, a Rose Bowl MVP. Uh, that is news- newsworthy in Columbus, Ohio. We talk a lot on this show about uh, our kids, protecting our kids. I had the pleasure on Sunday morning to speak to uh, a group of uh I think it was three house churches that met together at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters in Mechanicsburg. Really cool for me because I got to meet again, see some people 40 years, well, let's just say 40, so I don't sound that old, uh, after I had last seen them grow up, uh, growing up in my hometown. And it was neat to uh, talk with them about wisdom and the necessity for wisdom these days. So I thank Paul, uh, Grace, Andy, and the Hemisphere team for having me out. Great time. And... There was in that room uh, a bunch of parents. There were in that room a bunch of parents, a bunch of grandparents, and a bunch of kids. And so as we look at story in the news this morning, all Ohio children would be eligible for public preschool if one of the people uh, running for high office in the state of Ohio gets her way. Uh, She is senator, state senator, Teresa Fedor of Toledo. And she is up for lieutenant governor. She's um, John Cranley's lieutenant governor candidate. Cranley, a Democratic candidate for governor. And she has introduced into the Ohio Senate, Senate Bill 318, to mandate universal preschool if Congress passes the Build Back Better plan, which includes Billions for child care and pre-K. So this is an innovative way for Democrats to give woke teachers more access to kids in the state of Ohio than they already have in the public school system. She's not even going to allow the General Assembly in the state of Ohio to have a say on it, which means she's not going to allow citizens of the state of Ohio to have a say on it. If Congress passes the Build Back Better plan, oh, look, there's this big pile of cash here. For the teachers' unions, we're going to mandate universal pre-K. Now, look, uh, one of my children went to preschool. Two of them 
uh, excuse me, two of them went to preschool. One of them did not. There is no difference at all with my children, admittedly a small sample size, in the difference between the ones who went to preschool being able to excel in school versus the one who didn't go to preschool being hopelessly, horribly behind. It would, in fact, be an inverse relationship if you really wanted to get down to the brass tacks of it, although it's a pretty indiscernible difference. This is, to me, a clear attempt by Democrats to invoke their uh, prized agenda on sexualizing our kids, indoctrinating our kids, as early as possible. Absolutely as early as possible. Now, in Ohio, they are not going to be able to get through a lot of their radical sexual orientation, gender ideology nonsense in grades kindergarten 1, 2, and 3 if we pass House Bill 616. I think we need to pass it because there's nothing that bulletproofs you from indoctrination like the law. The law is representative of the people of the state of Ohio's will enacted through the legislature, and I would much rather have that law being on the side of parents who hear things about what's going on in their schools rather than have them have to go through the process of, A, getting the right to speak to their school board, which in some districts that doesn't even exist. They don't have to. There's no law in Ohio. In fact, I would love to have this law passed. That public school boards, public school school boards, have to mandate a minimum of three minutes per resident who wants to speak at every school board meeting. Say, well, we'll be here all night. Okay, good. Good. We'll be here all night. Let the people speak. Let the people speak. Because right now, school boards in the state of Ohio, we've seen this in Upper Arlington, we've seen this in Old Tangy, those are the districts I have personal knowledge of, do a great job of limiting public content, comment, limiting it. Oh, in Upper Arlington, it's really beautiful. They put themselves up on a big stage-like structure behind a humongous wooden desk. And the little peon resident who's paying exorbitant taxes for Upper Arlington education that used to be among the best in the state of Ohio and is now, like, very, very average, very average by its former standards. Oh, little peon, you stay way far away from the stage so that we don't get any of your smell upon us as we grant you an audience with our august ruling body of Upper Arlington schools. It's ridiculous. Go on YouTube and Google Upper Arlington School Board Meeting and see how they've set this up in dystopian Wizard of Oz fashion. So I would like to see that law passed. But to get mandatory universal pre-K, no No and no. Oh, but state representative, state senator, rather, Teresa Fedor has a backup plan because she knows that the Build Back Better plan is not going to pass. She wants to make it a state constitutional amendment. Other states have done it. They're successful. We can replicate it. We can do it if we have the political will. Well, uh, Teresa, you don't have the political will in the state of Ohio because we are a center-right state. We are a growing in our allegiance to Republican Party, red state. But that can always change. That can always change. So that is why we need to get House Bill 616 passed. 
and to use uh, whatever paper Senate Bill 318, which would mandate universal pre-K, whatever paper that's printed on, it would be ideal to wrap a fish or to line a birdcage. We will give you the breakdown on what do the studies say about the necessity of universal pre-K, mandatory pre-K for kids, next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Tomorrow, we will be three weeks exactly from primary day, state of Ohio. The big governor's race, Mike DeWine, Joe Blystone, Jim Renacci. That one will be interesting to see how that one breaks down. And then, of course, the Ohio Senate race, where Tim Ryan is going to uh, wipe the floor with the other Democratic candidates. And on the Republican side, we don't know. We don't know. Big chunk of people still undecided. Mike Gibbons, you know how Mike Gibbons, you know how you know Mike Gibbons is leading or at least is perceived a threat? Is how uh, the Associated Press is uh, moving to uh, diminish him with a story over the weekend that Mike Gibbons on a uh, September episode of a Cranes Cleveland Business podcast made this point. The top 20% of earners in the United States pay 82% of federal income tax. And if you do the math, 45 to 50% of the people don't pay any income tax. So you can see the middle class is not really paying any kind of a fair share, depending on how you want to define it. Okay, so that can be a factual statement and can still be an incendiary statement. And of course, the Associated Press would not be searching deep into the archives of a what? seven-month-old podcast, eight-month-old podcast, in order to get rid of or damage Mike Gibbons' candidacy if they didn't deem Mike Gibbons a threat to political viewpoints the Associated Press holds. Now, what they may be doing by damaging Mike Gibbons is helping Josh Mandel. And given the coverage that Josh Mandel's campaign has received from the Associated Press, I don't think they want to do Josh Mandel any favors. J.D. Vance was a guest this morning on uh, Hugh Hewitt, the Hugh Hewitt Show. And uh, J.D. said if the primary were held today, he would win. He must have polling that I don't have. But J.D. Vance is rising. Jane Timken is rising. Gibbons and Mandel hanging on, uh, leading. But a big chunk of the electorate is undecided because I don't know what they're waiting for. I think they'd probably act on an endorsement from Donald Trump. But Donald Trump over the weekend endorsed Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, which is weird because Dr. Oz, if you've ever watched Dr. Oz, he's not exactly conservative. And we'll have some audio later on in the show from Dr. Oz showing that uh, his position chiefly on uh, gender reassignment surgery for youth is definitely not in keeping with conservative positions. But speaking of that latter topic, gender assignment surgery for youth, and the indoctrination of kids in our schools. I wouldn't talk about this all the time if it wasn't so important, and if it wasn't such a front-burner issue for Democrats. They want access to your kids. They want control of your kids. And look, gas prices are up. Southern border's a mess. Internationally, we are an embarrassment to what has typically been our position of Pre, uh, of, of dominance because we are the world power, militarily, economically, every other way. 
Now we have a doddering, failing president, a completely inept vice president. We don't project strength. We don't project competence. And so I think domestic Democrats are looking at this going, all right, whatever we want to get done, we better get it done by November because we're going to lose the House of Representatives in November and we may lose the Senate. We got our crazed, lunatic, pedophile-loving Supreme Court justice on the court. Good for us. But if Mitch McConnell gets control of the Senate in the fall, we're not going to get another Supreme Court justice on to our liking during Joe Biden's term in office. We got to strike while the iron is hot, and the iron is red hot right now because we've damaged the country enough in just over a year that people are going to uh, not give us control of the presidency, the Senate, and the House again for quite some time. So this is why teachers unions and Democrats, even in minority positions like they are in the state of Ohio, are trying to ram through as much nutsy, goofy, weird, creepy, groomer-type instruction as they possibly can because they want to sexualize our kids. And the end game is to diminish, if not erase, parental authority. Your influence over your kids, they don't want you to have it. They want to have it. They are our kids. How many crazy lunatic TikTok teachers have you heard say, our kids, I want to talk to them about my paddleboard weekend away with my partner. I didn't know anything about my elementary school teacher's private lives. Nothing. Zero, zip, nada. Junior high, too. Now, oh, my life is an open book. You have to hear about my life. So in New Jersey, which again, Democratic governor, Phil Murphy, disaster, COVID disaster, everything's disastrous about Phil Murphy. But this is the playbook. This is why this Senator Teresa Fedor of Toledo wants to introduce a bill or is introducing a bill that will mandate universal preschool, universal preschool, if Congress passes Build Back Better. What does Congress passing Build Back Better have to do with making Ohio law? Nothing. Nothing. But it will if Teresa Fedor gets her way, which she won't. But again, it exposes the playbook. So what about the effectiveness of preschool? Well, there are studies out there that say, oh, in Dayton, where Nan Whaley, Democratic gubernatorial candidate, is so proud of her mandating preschool because the scores are up. But Vanderbilt University did a similar study in Tennessee, their pre-K program. 2022 findings show that students did worse on state tests in grade three through six. Why? Because if you start teaching them too soon, they get bored. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.